Our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus is teaching his disciples in parables. And today is the parable of the widow and the unjust judge. Hear the word of God. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while, the judge refused. But later, he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by her continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to God's chosen ones who cry out day and night? Will God delay long in helping them? I tell you, God will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? on earth the word of the Lord loving and gracious God center us in this moment in this space come speak encourage And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Our scene opens in an old apartment building. There is a cage hanging in the window, a bird cage, and inside a yellow bird sweetly singing when along the windowsill comes a black and white cat sneaking along. And in an instant, that cat grabs the yellow bird, and just as the cat is about to swallow the bird, along comes an old woman with her umbrella and whacks that cat on the head. No matter how many times Sylvester tries to eat Tweety Bird, Granny will not let it happen. Another scene opens, and there is this poor, vulnerable widow and a puffed-up, pompous, powerful judge. And our widow tries and tries to get him to hear her case, but he refuses he just doesn't care. But in an unlikely twist of the plot, he suddenly relents and grants her justice. What gets lost in the translation is exactly what the widow was doing that finally convinced him to help her. The Greek carries the connotation of boxing. Yes, our little old widow 
has on boxing gloves. She's carrying her umbrella and has been thumping him on the head. And that's why the pompous, puffed-up judge finally relents. Never lose heart. Persist in hope. God's justice will prevail. It's easy to take away the wrong message from the story because it can sound like the point of the parable is if we just pray enough and keep praying, eventually we will wear God down and God will finally grant our prayers. No. Jesus argues from lesser to greater. If this judge who cares nothing about anybody will help, how much more will the God of the universe who loves and cares for you more than you can possibly imagine help you? No, God is not at all like the judge. If anyone, God is granny who will never stop fighting for what is just and good and right. Never lose heart. Persist in hope. God's justice will prevail. God knows that we have many reasons these days to lose heart. Too many to name. And I hear a little bit of Dory from Finding Nemo in Jesus' words about praying continually. Just keep praying, just keep praying, 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 praying. But Jesus also tries to keep us laughing. He gives us humor with the little widow and the unjust pompous bully, an image of the one who is so unlikely, the one who is oppressed, wins the day, and that is an image of the kingdom of God. Some words I heard this morning, do not invite me to a revolution in which I cannot dance. Well, do not invite me to a revolution in which I cannot laugh. And maybe laughter is akin to prayer, and I will keep the widow in my heart and remember her because she made me laugh, and I will look for her. I take inspiration this week from people who have shown tremendous persistence for decades upon decades, living in hope beyond hope, hanging in there, losing heart, finding heart, and finally, the Nats are going to the World Series. Where's my cheering section? Yes. Never lose heart. Never lose heart. The Nats symbolize that. They were down. They were out. They were 19 and 31 in May. They said there was a 2% chance of making the playoffs, but they stayed in the fight. They stayed with it. They persevered. They made the wild card. They beat the Mighty Dodgers, and now they're going to the World Series. Woohoo! Let's go, Nats! I have to say, it's really confusing when you first move to DC. I mean, seriously, 
Walgreens? <laughs> Have you ever seen the Walgreens W? You think that the Walgreens has a baseball team. <laughs> Today, I'm also thinking about Elijah Cummings. He never lost heart. His whole life, he persisted in hope. He worked for Justin since the time he was 11, when his teacher told him and his friends that there was a better pool they could swim in, one they could actually all fit in. But when they went, because it was the white pool, people threw rocks and bottles. And what hit him on the forehead and gave him a scar, and he was marked for life to struggle for civil rights. He went to Howard University, and his old boss, from when he was in high school, sent him a $10 bill and a note that said, hang in there. He kept sending those notes persistently, hang in there. Cummings was a man of great faith, intentionally seeking out and making friends with those in Congress with whom he profoundly disagreed. He took that love to reach out for those around him to the streets in Baltimore during the riots that broke out after the murder of Freddie Gray. For six nights, he walked the streets of Baltimore to calm the crowds. He joined hands with them and led them in singing this little light of mine. At curfew time, he called out on a bullhorn, let's go home, let's go home. Everybody, now it's time to go home, let's go home. That bullhorn was a gift from some of his buddies in Congress because one time when Cummings was trying to speak, on the floor of Congress, someone turned off his microphone. On the side of the bullhorn, it says, the gentleman will not yield. Cummings likes to say, our children are the living messages we send to a future we will never see. We've heard some wonderful testimony today about this way that this church has raised children to be the messengers of faith and a time that we will not see. We are part of a persistent stream of worship and prayer, of Bible study and spirituality group, we seek the ways of Jesus for our lives today as people have done for 2,000 years. We persist in singing sacred music, in knitting, in painting icons to nurture our souls. We persist in shaping the faith of young people. We persist in Sunday school and mission trips and lock-ins where there is a lot of laughter. We persist in working for justice welcoming refugees, writing letters to prisoners. 
we persist in sharing God's love and now taking on the digital world. That's where we're going next. We persist in proclaiming the love of God in this place, beyond this place, and in our own hearts. And this is why we pool our money and make our pledges and why sometimes it can seem as if the stewardship team channels their inner granny persistently pounding you on the head until you pledge. In the end, the best way to never lose heart is to remember God never loses heart in us. God never gives up hope in us. God persists in loving us, in being by our sides in every challenge, in every trouble, in every situation in our lives where we need help, where we cry out day and night, God persists in hanging in there with us and helping us and granting us justice and grace. Take heart, rejoice, pray, laugh. God loves us persistently. Amen.
Accept the gifts of our hands and the thankfulness of our hearts, hearts and hands and voices, all lifted in praise to you. God of our life, amen. Never lose heart. Go out in joy. For we go with the love of God and the grace of Christ Jesus and the power and the presence of God's Holy Spirit with us this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs> 